Welcome back to the Biohogs Weekly Recap. I'm your host, Will Kirkpatrick. Hey everybody, you know who it is. Um, well, let's just cut to the chase, right? This is, uh, this is not looking good for your boy. This is not looking good. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut it any two ways. Uh, when your number one overall pick can't get double digit points consistently well he did this week technically but who cares 12.1 I had two players score double digit points that was Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman I will talk a little bit more about this later but it blows my mind how things have been going so far and, and I can kind of explain why okay so I looked up historical season by season NFL records, uh, NFL scoring over the whole league, right? And if you look at you know year long trends, uh, things go up and down every year, but typically there's not like just a super big swing. Now, obviously, we have like in comparison to whatever you know, seventeen weeks times sixteen games a week or fifteen games, fourteen games, depending on buys. When you're looking at a full season compared to a three-week stretch, it's different. But so far, the league is on pace for like essentially 20% less rushing touchdowns than last year. And there hasn't been a swing that big since... It looks like it jumped 20% from 2007 to 2008. It hasn't decreased this much, at least at the pace that we're at. Uh, in like 13 or 14 years. And that was before I was even playing fantasy football. I'm sure some of you guys played fantasy football during that time. The running backs are not scoring touchdowns. And that's even more apparent where like if you looked at so far this year, we've scored, the league has scored 34 rushing touchdowns. The pace last year, we would already be, there would already be 10 more touchdowns. And you go, oh, 10 more across whatever. It's like, no, that's that's 10 more you know, across you know, these games, these like 48 games we've played so far, that's a lot of fantasy production. Rushing touchdowns are kind of the backbone of fantasy production. Like, yes, it the league has changed to where passing yards and since we play in a PPR format, receptions get you a lot of points, your money is your touchdowns. And if we're down... 10 touchdowns this year on the pace we're at. We're also down two passing touchdowns. That could be, you know, that can be a fluke. I mean, if uh, Irv Smith brings in that long touchdown that he dropped, you know, last week, then it's a one. You know, that's that's pretty. But 10 touchdowns is a lot. The thing about it is, is that we are still on the same rushing yardage pace. Rushing yardage and attempts have not gone down. It's just the scoring. So if you look at um, rushing yards per average, actually yards per average is, is up. Um, attempts, attempts are slightly down by about hmm, 0.8 attempts per game, which isn't that much. Uh, but yards per game is last year, it was 115, it's 113. I mean, you know, that's like one two-yard attempt per game. That's really not that much. Uh, receptions are about equal. Yards are about equal. I mean, the receiving stuff is all very, very similar. 
even the touchdowns are right on. But the rushing touchdowns are down, you know, a little more than 20%. And I think there's potential for market correction, but the value that we've seen so far has happened before. And so you've got to ask yourself, are these zero RB guys, do they have something kind of going for them, right? Now, if you're someone who drafted a wide receiver in the first round who's not producing a whole lot, you might be like, yeah, zero RB is great. But no, I mean, you just have to get lucky also. I mean, I drafted two running backs in the first two rounds. I'm a pretty conventional guy. And it's not working out for me, you know, uh, at least not early in the season. And so, yeah, I just want to say that uh, maybe things get back closer to a normal level. Maybe rushing touchdowns start going back up. You also have to think about, and I forgot about this, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, I mean, they've been storing rushing touchdowns. So these aren't going necessarily to the running backs. I think Taysom Hill also has a rushing touchdown in there. I think that uh, Cooper Cup scored a uh, rushing touchdown this last week. So, like, I'm pretty sure Debo has, but I'm not sure. I haven't looked um, recently, at least. But it is turning out to be, it's turning out to be a little down so far, and it's only through three weeks. But that's twenty percent of the fantasy uh, of the of the fantasy football season, you know. So we'll see. Uh, I'm hoping things correct as someone with obviously two running backs who I invested a lot of capital in. Um. But uh, in order to talk about maybe a little bit more league-specific stuff and not necessarily about the NFL scoring as a whole, let's jump over to power rankings. Biohogs Power Rankings. All right, welcome to Power Rankings. Number one, it's the Wedgetail Eagles. It's Jeremy's team, the Wedgetail Eagles. They are 2-1. and one. Um, They're... Jeremy has a high scoring squad. He lost this past week, um, in, uh, in, you know, by about 14 points, but he has been a consistently high scorer. He's winning games. Uh, and so this loss this last week, um, he lost to actually our number two team, Craig, uh, who's also storing a lot of points. Um, he's also two and one largely carried by the production of one guy that we'll talk about later. But uh, these two right now are a step above the rest. With my calculations, um, the way that these work right is it looks at basically your consistency and scoring. They're, they're, they have very high averages, and uh, it all works out to like this, this point system that I've come up with. They're about 10 points above our number three team. They're two points within each other, and they're 10 points above our number three team, which is uh, James. That's the Holy Gaslighters, who uh, took an L this last week. And um, knocked down from the number one spot uh, that they held on to last week. But still, a pretty good team. Didn't have a great performance this, this past week, but a lot of people didn't. Um, and then we come back uh, to number four. That's our champ who took out uh, Hot Dog Hot Dog. He, he scored 146.1. That's a uh, little spoiler head in the show. That's the most points this week. That is Weston. Number five, our only 3-0 and o team. And I know Peter's going to have some problem with this probably because, oh, I'm 3-0. and o. Shouldn't I be number one in the fantasy rankings? It's like, well, buddy, you know, as much as I, uh, I, I hate to be the guy to point it out, but you seem to have luck on your side and you need to have luck on your side. That's how this works, right? I don't like it when people 
do you know t- talk shit about somebody who's clearly doing better than them but it is kind of interesting how you're one two three four five fifth in scoring and you've had the least points stored against you it's luck and that's fine um some of us are just not good <clears throat> me uh but we also get a bunch of points stored against us so Things will come out in the wash, but at the end of the day, it is week three. You're three and zero. Oh, you get the five spot. Moving on, next we have Michael. This is our first one and two team. The first team under five hundred. Uh, Michael's team, uh, who I always forget their name, they're the physics imposters. Lost a squeaker against Harry's team this last week. Michael's been pretty consistently high in scoring. And uh, that's what's carrying him here. Um, after that, we have our second one and two team. That's Eric. Eric uh, is also uh, one and two, as I said. Pretty decent scoring. He um, he beat me this past week. It was not hard to beat me. Then we have Tim. Tim is also two and one. Can't argue with success, right? He had a win over the Yeezus Warriors with 121.9 points. Storing a decent amount. Harry is up next. He actually won this last week. Harry is 2-1. and one. So 8-9, and nine, we both have 2-1 and one teams. Clearly, they're not storing as consistently or as highly as they'd like to, but he can't argue with the record. At number 10, we have our first 0-3 team. That is the Yeezus Warriors, who I would like to point out are storing plenty of points. The Yeezus Warriors are ninth in scoring and they have by far the most points against them. They have the most points against them by uh, 15 points. And so yeah, ninth in scoring isn't great, but it's very variable early on this uh, early on in the season. He didn't have a great week this past week, but the weeks before that, he had very good weeks. So, uh, Charles, um, you seem to be getting the bad end of luck at the moment. And then, after Charles at 10, we have two teams that are very similar at the moment. Teams that if I look at their roster, I go, okay, I can see some of these guys being good. And they're just not producing. That's me at 11, Will Kirkpatrick, with the now renamed Morning in Denver, otherwise known as Mid. And Connor with Hot Dog, Hot Dog. Very, very similar stores. We're in a world of our own with these power ranking stores. We may as well be the same. If I didn't uh, have the week one win over Charles, then I would likely be 12 and Connor would be 11. It's just that my record's one and two and his is 0 and three. So he's not getting the little, the bonus from that win. It's been a rough start to the year for both of these teams, but I have to continue telling myself that both of us, you know, everybody's going to have these weeks that we're just having now. That's what I'm telling myself. Um, but it sure would nice to be three and zero. That uh, the view from down here for both Connor and myself are not great. Uh, just a reminder: we do the most work on this league. We are the commissioner and co-commissioner. 
Connor being the commissioner, me being the co-commissioner. So I'd like to point out that maybe some of you should thank us for your bragging rights because we actually do all of the stuff administratively. Now that we've looked at uh, our power rankings, let's look at who the MVP was this week. Um, the MVP, like I said earlier in the year, I'm trying, or in the first episode, I'm not trying to give it to quarterbacks because it's easy to give it to quarterbacks. But this player, so far, has accounted for 89% of the production of his entire NFL football team. This player is the single-handed reason that this team is even relevant, as demonstrated last year, and he is carrying not only the Baltimore Ravens, but he is also carrying Najee by nature, who Lamar Jackson scored 48.42 points for this past week with five passing touchdowns, I believe. No, that's not correct. Four passing touchdowns this last week. Sure, he threw a pick, but who cares? He had 11 carries for 107 yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson scored 48.42 points. Craig won by 14. I'm not saying Craig's team is bad. His team's pretty good. I'd like to have this team right about now. I wish I had (laughs) auto-drafted. But, I mean, (laughs) this team is good, man. He's got a good thing going on. And Lamar, if Lamar keeps this up, he's far and away the MVP. He's won an MVP before, but it's not been like this. I mean, he will not be able to keep up this pace. That's what I have to keep telling myself. It's like, he can't. But if there's a player that can do it, and a player that can do it while looking like one of the coolest people in the world, it's Lamar. Give him a fully guaranteed contract, Baltimore. What are you doing? You have a generational talent who has won an MVP. He went out last year, and Tyler Huntley or whatever played fine. He played fine. But if you're going to keep getting injured like you are, and you're going to keep missing players, Tyler Huntley's not going to win you games. He's not going to be able to throw for 400 yards every now and then. You need Lamar Jackson. Second place, I had Derrick Henry, who was also uh, the best player on the SMB holes. Uh, Harry's team. He had 25.3 points. Very good week. Uh, a good bounce back week for Derrick Henry. You know, and as a Titans fan, I, I was I was happy with his production, obviously. And look at the Raiders. I mean, what's going on there? Uh, Josh McDaniels, I guess, is what's going on there. But uh, he squeaked out a four point win or three and a half point win, and that uh, fought off C.D. Lamb there at the at the last minute on the Monday Night Football game that sucked. But uh, Derrick Henry's the reason he won there. He's my second place MVP this week. I just wanted to mention him because I wanted to get a position player um, that played well. Uh, that's not Lamar Jackson. That's not a quarterback. Um, so yeah, our MVP uh, this week is far and away Lamar Jackson. And now the PP poo poo head of the week. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me just read you some stuff real quick. This team is last in the league in story. Uh, this team has a quarterback that talks a lot. I would say maybe talks more than the person who currently owns him in this league. I would say that his owner in this league is not as annoying as this person. 
And I don't know if you guys understand what it's like to have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Like, yes, Connor started Carson Wentz the last two weeks. And Carson Wentz is kind of an annoying guy, but he's like, fine. He's annoying because he's just not very good anymore. And if he were really, really good still, I don't think people would find Carson Wentz annoying. But he's just, he's just okay. He's a fill-in quarterback. I mean, you saw that with the trade that Connor had this week, which we'll talk about in a minute. 9.06 points from my starting quarterback. 12.1 points from my number one overall pick, Jonathan Taylor. 9.0 points from Javante Williams. 15.2 from Michael Pittman. That's good output from Michael Pittman. 4.2 from Brandon Cooks. 6.8 from George Kittle, 8.5 from Mike Williams. Guess what? That's the only touchdown that my team had this week. Did that sink in? Did that did the last uh, few seconds of audio that I just stated sink in? The only touchdown, and I have a quarterback that started on my roster. The only touchdown that my team scored this week was Mike Williams who caught one pass for 15 yards and a touchdown. And he is getting red zone targets, so I see production in his future being fine. This isn't a Mike Williams complaint. Lord, he was the only person that scored me a touchdown. He did his job to the best of his ability. One point from the Steelers. I, that's on me a little bit more. I, I think we're all underestimating maybe how good the... Uh, defensive line is for the uh, Browns and how okay to kind of okay good Jacoby Brissett is. And without T.J. Watt, the Steelers are just not going to be able to put pressure on Cleveland in that offensive line. And Brandon McManus had four points. He missed a field goal, whatever. I scored 69 points. Nice, right? Maybe not so nice. I don't think I've ever scored under 70 in any league. One time I had a lead with a bunch of randoms that I joined and then forgot about for six weeks into the year, and I dropped everybody and started and had just like a whole bench full of kickers. I think that might be the only time I've ever scored under 60, but it was still hard to do. This is bad, guys. This is really bad. I'm drinking a beer. It's the middle of the day. I'm drinking a beer. Just looking at it. I have to. If I didn't have that week one win against Charles where Russell Wilson somehow scored 20 points, I haven't seen that happen again, then I would be last on the power rankings and it wouldn't even be close. Connor, Connor, he has a pretty okay team. It's just that I think it's going to take a little while to get to it. That's why he's 12. It's just that like... Number one, I don't think that luck is fully on my side, but when you store 69.86 points, it doesn't matter. Luck doesn't matter. That means that this last week, I had a bad team. Now, I did see, this was pretty funny, I saw a roster put out there on Twitter where somebody was like, I just stored 30 points. They were in the 10-team league, too. They had, like, good players. A bunch of players played like shit this last week. I mean, DJ Moore had a bad week. A lot of a lot of people. And guys that like have historically been like Justin Jefferson. They started like Justin Jefferson and DJ Moore, and I think they had a combined like five points or six points or something. I'm not gonna look that up just because I don't care. 
Uh, it's bad. I'm definitely the pee-pee-poo-poo head. Um, I was, uh, I have another pee-pee-poo-poo head like we always do. Uh, the worst start of the week. Um, I honestly, like, I would love to give it to me and say that I had a worst start of the week. But nobody really played great on my bench besides Jamal Williams, who I should have, who I should have just been playing the last two weeks because he's shown it. I should have started Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, and Jamal Williams, and then just like ran with it. But nobody knew Swift was going to get hurt and he was going to take over for that game. So whatever. The one I'm going to give it to is uh, I'm going to give the second pee pee poo poo head to Michael. Michael. I don't know if you knew this, Mike Evans was out, uh, Julio Jones was out, and Russell Gage was the only wide receiver of value really left on the field. I mean, no one's starting Scotty Miller. I don't know uh, what drove you, uh, I mean, uh, Chris Godwin, out, right? Like, Russell Gage was the play. And yes, you started CeeDee Lamb in your flex, and that was a good start, but I would have started this week uh, Russell Gage over Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been producing, you know, fine. But, but I mean, he's going to get shadowed by Carolina. And, yeah, Russell Gage might get shadowed against Green Bay, but there's nobody else on the field. Like, there's no other wide receiver on the field to catch the ball. And Tom Brady passes a lot. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he hasn't been playing great. But this is PPR. I mean, he scored 24.7 points. Uh, you left, you know, 14 points on your bench and you lost by four. So you're the other pee-pee-poo-poo head. But it's not even close. I mean, you you outscored me by 50. You out you would have beaten me by 50. I'm saying you made a bad start and you would have beaten my shit-ass team by 50. 50 points. I, I don't even... I like getting blown out when I lose. Because that means, oh, my team had a bad week and I got blown out. Right, I didn't lose. I didn't waste a week of good production like I did last week with Mike uh, Mike Williams. By the way, Michael, there you go. There's your little shout out for winning last week. This is bad, guys. I'm bad. I, I'm afraid that I might be washed. Calling the hog. Hello. Hey, Weston. What's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going pretty good. Uh, so, uh, you're the hog this week, my guy. How do you feel? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I woke up today and, like, it is my birthday, but, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm really a hog. You're really a hog. So well, uh, you know, hopefully this was just some birthday luck for the rest of us, but how, how do you feel moving forward? Um, You know, and I think the rest of the league would agree, like, I've I feel great. I think we all probably do now. Those first couple of weeks, just kind of strange, like kind of unprecedented, like unprecedented points and wins. But like we're back, low entropy. It's just like the other seasons. I'm on top, and we can all like collectively take a deep breath and sigh of relief. Okay, so you're taking this opportunity as like uh, you're you're saying. Oh, well, you know, it's all back to normal. I'm on top. Everybody else is below. That's kind of how you're yeah, taking yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, right? Do you feel that? Uh, I don't think that I have any room to talk about anything this week. I think I need to just put my head down and get to work. Uh, okay. And then, yeah. then, maybe I can, then maybe I can disagree or agree or whatever. But uh, 
now I think uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna not shit talk for for a second. Okay, well, I'm sorry if I came off as shit talk, and I was just no, no. I'm saying I that I right am yeah. not going to shit talk. I I am not going to oh, talk okay. about any okay. future success until I actually have success. <laughs> okay, that's a fair um, strategy. So, what do you think specifically about your team gives you a bit of an advantage? Oh man, um, I think gotta give shouts out to Jalen Hurts or Stonet. Yeah. God, what a pick. Um, he He's truly carrying the team like a quarterback should. Um, and probably just next up, him and Andrews. Like, yeah. those are like the pillars of my team, it seems like, this year. Yeah, I was looking here. So, you're, obviously, your top two scorers are Jalen Hurts and Mark Andrews. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's a, that's a great. But w- one thing that kind of stood out to me is it seems like you're getting some PPR action from Brees Hall as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean... That's why, like, I feel so confident that, like, the team already looks great, but, like, keep your eye on Brees Hall. Like, every week he's getting more carries, he's put up more points, he's going to be the main back by the end of the season is my prediction. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, one last thing, and this is maybe just, like, uh, a little bit. Do you, you think you can sustain what you did this last week? You know, I was thinking that everything – I don't know. Like, we were talking about this yesterday. Everything – just seems very chaotic this season maybe it's the fact we have 12 people but yeah i mean i don't know like there seems to be a lot of chaos going on in the running back maybe a little bit receiver kind of positions but if you just look at my team this was this was my b team keenan allen's back jacoby myers is probably going to be back allen robinson's going to figure himself out the team only gets better every week and Brees hall is leading that for me and uh, you've got Todd Edwards Alaire actually producing for the Chief for your Chiefs now. So, oh my gosh, yeah. So okay, well that sounds good, Wes. You have anything, uh, any last words you want to say? Oh, I mean, good luck to everyone the rest of the week, rest of the season. Um, you know, I was just joking around. I think you all have fantastic teams that could really make it all the way. Except for the wedge-tailed eagles, I think they might be having a tough week. Oh, up. okay. Well, okay. Let's just expand on that a bit. What What's wrong with the wedge-tailed eagles this week? Oh, nothing wrong. I just like it. Just looks like a tough matchup for them. Tough matchup. Matchup okay. like I don't think they've won in the past. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, yeah. hey, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, if there's any week you deserve it, it's this week. Oh, thanks, Will. All right. See you, man. Okay. See you. You heard the man. He's relying on positional strengths. Tight end is winning him games two in a row, as a matter of fact. And it seems like he's coming off a couple of injuries that will bring him back to what what he uses full strength. And I mean, two and one in a position like that, it's hard to complain. Breaking news. Welcome to the news. Let's look at the waiver report this week. So it looks like uh, I added uh, the, uh, or I dropped the Steelers defense and I added um, the Packers defense. That's uh, that's my DST move of the week. The physical imposters picked up uh, David and Joku, dropped Miko Hardman to waivers. Don't blame you there. Holy Gaslighters with a big pickup, Tyler Boyd. So I didn't realize Tyler Boyd was on waivers, or I would have picked him up last week. I'm not sure when he was dropped, but uh, I'm a big Tyler Boyd fan. 
And I think that's a great snag for James there, especially if one of those starting wide receivers gets hurt, like if Higgins goes out again. Um, I also think Tyler Boyd is a great like start, uh, a starting like flex spot if you have a bye week or something. I'm just a big fan of Tyler Boyd. I don't know what it is. I've always like traded for him in Madden and like tried to get him the ball. He's just got really solid hands and like he's decently fast. Like he can outrun guys as you saw last week when he scored that long touchdown. He's just a solid guy all the way around. Um, after that, uh, Najee by nature added uh, Mac Hollins. He had an extra spot, so he didn't drop anybody. Then the uh, Wedge-Held Eagles had attempted to pick up Tyler Boyd and the Packers, but got Dontrell Hilliard and dropped Harrison Bucker. That's the injured Kansas City kicker. After that, Kirkham by the book picked up Samaje P. Ryan, who uh, I believe scored a pa- uh, receiving touchdown last week and dropped Sony Michelle. Uh, then I um, picked up a new kicker. I got Yunkwei Koo. Dropped Brandon McManus. I, uh, my whole thing with Brandon McManus was I was hedging against the success of the Denver's offense, especially after week. Uh, I picked him up before week one, but I was like, if they don't make it to the end zone, I'll still get points. And I've now come to the realization that that's kind of dumb because I could just go for a better kicker. And Youngway Koo is one of my favorite kickers in the league, um, so I just I got him. Uh, after that, Physics Imposters picked up Zay Jones, dropped Nelson Algahor. James also attempted Zay Jones and Greg Dortch, but uh, the player involved had already been dropped. And he ended up with uh, Daniel Bellinger, the tight end from uh, New York, New York Giants, and dropped Jawan Johnson. Then there's a lot of unsuccessfuls here. Najee by nature also tried Tyler Boyd. I also tried Tyler Boyd. Uh, Najee also tried Zay Jones. Um, I also tried to get, or no, not me. Pete also tried to get David and Choku. Uh, just a bunch of these. Like uh, obviously, Michael tried to get the Packers D. Sorry, Michael, that was my number one priority waiver pickup of the week. And uh, James failed to get Christian Watson, Alec Pierce, or David and Choku. So. Uh, that was the waiver report for the week. Other than that, we've had two trades, actually. So if we go ahead and look at the league, let's see. Let's view all recent activity. Uh, two trades were accepted last night, and both of them by the Yeezus Warriors. That's our 0-3 team, the Yeezus Warriors. My team, Morning in Denver, traded Julio Jones, Evan Ingram, Jamal Williams, the now starting running back for the Detroit Lions, at least for the next couple of weeks, two to three weeks, and Michael Pittman Jr., the number one wide receiver on Indianapolis, which broke my heart, for A.J. Brown, the starting wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Kareem Hunt, the backup running back for the Cleveland Browns. Now... I talked, uh, because I'm involved in the trade, right? Um, I, you know, reached out to Charles and I was just like, Hey, you know, like this was what kind of what we were thinking. I was like, you have two wide receivers on the Eagles. I have the main running back and main wide receiver on the Colts. I'll give you him plus Jamal Williams, who you can get some really solid weeks out of. For the next few weeks and who's also been catching a lot of passes and getting goal line work for uh, um, AJ Brown number one wide receiver on the team that you want to diversify from and Kareem Hunt 
and Kareem Hunt, you know, he always gets passing down work and whatever else. And then I was like, and since you're struggling at tight end, I picked up Evan Ingram last week. He's getting good starting reps and a lot of targets. I'll also throw in Julio Jones. If he gets back onto the field, that's just another guy for you to cycle in week after week And since he didn't have any Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought overall it was a pretty fair trade. I think uh, there is like uh, an argument where like, I think, I think from my perspective, I think we're both happy, right? Like this was a trade where it was like, Hey, I have too many Colts. You know, you can't start Devonta Smith and AJ Brown at the same time. So let's go ahead, do that. I actually haven't talked to um, Connor or uh, I've talked to Charles a little bit about his other trade, but not Connor just because Connor um, was busy uh, when I tried to, uh, call, but um, the Jesus Warriors traded Tom Brady. Um, he had two. He has two um, quarterbacks, Matt Stafford and Tom Brady. Looks like he's leaning towards starting Stafford for Odell Beckham Jr. and Carson Wentz. Now, this is a very interesting trade for me. Uh, from from my on my opinion, uh, I don't know that Carson Wentz is that great, but for a backup quarterback who's had some really big weeks to start the year, I think that's fine. But Odell. Right, that's a wild card. If Odell gets picked up at some point, and he is doing his little tour where he's walking around and looking at different teams, like Odell could be a great pickup there for the Jesus Warriors. So, uh, and Tom Brady is a definite upgrade for Connor. I mean, Tom Brady starts out slow. He started out slow this year. He's old. I think we get it figured out. So, I think overall this is like a fine trade. Um, it doesn't look like anybody has tried to has tried to veto. Um, I actually can't see on the computer, but let's see. You can actually, I can look, we can all, you can look after you vote what the vetoes are. So let's see what the vetoes are standing. I hate vetoes as a concept. Okay, there's zero votes to veto on both. Um, I think these are fair trades. I mean, it's nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, a wide receiver one for a wide receiver one plus. Uh, on for me and Charles, just diversifying our teams and uh, and yeah and uh, and a good little quarterback swap with with a plus side for Charles. If Odell Beckham signs with let's say the Packers in two weeks, that's a great pickup. I mean he's gotten you know if not a wide receiver one then or a low end wide receiver one, he's got a high end wide receiver two, mid range wide receiver two. He can throw in there. I think it's just a great. I think it's a decent decent little week in news overall. All right, y'all, that's going to end us for the day. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, looks like listens were a little down last week. I understand, you know, kind of busy. But if you want me to keep doing this, just let me know. Uh, I, I, I like doing it. And uh, I will see you all in week three. Let's take a look real quick at who we've got. I am playing Harry. Pete is playing Eric. Ooh, Pete and Eric. That's a big matchup. We got Tim and Craig, two people that have never met, and I don't know if they ever will. We have Weston playing Jeremy, Battle of the Juggernauts. We have James playing Michael, two people that will probably also never meet just because of geography. And Michael hates Canadian people. And then we have... 
are two zero and three teams facing off. Someone is coming out of this with a W. So that is the Jesus Warriors and Hot Dog Hot Dog. They will both hope to get back on track. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. See you in week three.